Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Welcome everyone to episode 36. Oh, it's good to have a mic again. It's nice, isn't it? <laughs> nice to be nice to be together again, isn't it? It is, yeah, yeah. Well, last week the, the video podcast went that really went, well because we could see each other. Well, yeah, yeah. But now it's it's good to have a mic and, and oh, yes. have a good quality sound in my ears. It's great. <laughs> it's great. How are you, Dad? I'm pretty well. Very busy as usual. Yes. And uh, we've got lots and lots of things going on at the moment. So. I know. God, the, the amount of questions that we've had in and feedback is insane. When you showed me the folder of stuff, I mm. thought, blimey, mm. it's not enough for one week. So uh, we may get to your question in a couple of weeks time, but still keep them coming. We've got tons and tons of stuff to go through today. Um, so let's crack on. The first one I've got here is from Christine. And Christine asks about cropping pictures she wants to know what do you do to crop a picture because she's seen you do that with paper and things like that um taking pieces of paper and cropping changing the composition of your picture Mm. Mm. Uh, it's it's very important too i i crop in two two stages actually first of all i crop when i'm developing developing a picture right more landscape but it can work with animals as well you know you get a large picture of an animal uh, a photograph you've taken it includes a, a window and a doorway and a a bit of carpet and someone's foot <laughs> <laughs> and you know so what you have to do is obviously bring that in yeah and uh, you can use two sheets of, or several sheets of paper you have four sheets of paper one for every corner it's great like a frame yeah and you can do that uh, another really really good way although it probably is a bit labor intensive is to have two right angle pieces of card yes you know, like a mount. If you were no, imagine a mount, yeah, and then cut it in the in in the, in diagonally. So you've got two corners, two right angles, yeah. And then you can then sort of bring these two together. Either you know, it, it can it can start off large, and then you can bring it out. And of course, you can move it around the picture. And this way, like I'm moving it around. The you, 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 yeah, going, yeah, yeah you can there. move it. <laughs> I must stop doing it. Yeah, yeah. It's because you, you like using your hands when you're talking to me. No one can see it, but well, you're I using your hands to dictate I need to me. Two hands, though, to two show hands. you. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, what I what I was getting at was then you you move these in and you can move them around and. It's a very good way of seeing what a picture looks like, whether it's a landscape or whether it's an animal or whether it's a person. Mm. And uh, it gives you an idea before you actually start the drawing process. I suppose it's easier and more flexible as well as cropping on a computer because when you crop on a computer and you hit crop, it you've disappears. It. You've had it. Yeah, you've got to hit Control z or Undo to get back to where you were. Know, and it's no. not as easy to kind no. of try different things no, out. No, you, you, it's not as good, no. Nowhere near as good as doing it this way. It's best to print the picture out. Yeah. Uh, on, you know, maybe a, an A5 or an A4, even better. And then use this cropping technique. I say it, it's quite easy to do, and you'll only have to do it once. If you make it a fairly large-ish um, corner so that you can bring it in, and you can bring it in as small as you want to that yeah. way. So that's a very good idea to do that. Now, the other, re- and the other way that that can be used is when you finish your picture. Very often when you finish a picture, I always tend to make it a little bit bigger than I actually want it or intended it to be. I always put a little bit more in because then you can bring it in and change it slightly and make it a horizon maybe in a slightly different place, a little bit more sky, a little less sky. And, you know, over the years of the paintings that I've produced and sold, I'm almost certain that there's probably 10% 
under the mounts. Really? <laughs> of all the things I've done, yes. So you've got a big mount, and under that is more yes, picture. Yes, And sometimes, you know, when I, uh, when I, have, uh, when I was doing framing and I was reframing pictures um, from people, you know, and taking the mounts off, I used to see little pieces of, of the picture that Did was you? never seen. Yeah, <laughs> hadn't been seen for 50 years, you know. But so, so again, the cropping there can be very useful. Yeah, even when you've done it after the picture's yes. painted, you may you know, may may still crop it even at that stage. Mm, mm, mm. I've got better because over the years I've realised, you know, just what I'm looking for. But I still make, I almost certainly every time I crop a picture a little bit, I take a little bit off the top, a yeah, little bit off the bottom. Yeah, it's never perfect. Never, never expect no. a reference picture or reference photo to be perfect composition. Another, another point I would add to that, when you sign your picture, mm-hmm. this is when the cropping comes very useful because you can then... Find the right composition that you want by using this this frame system. Then you sign. So many people finish their picture, sign it, and then they think, "Oh, uh, I've, I've got to, I've got to I've got to keep him because I've got my name down." <laughs> yeah, and that's you know detrimental really to the picture. Yeah, because so, you'd end up either half a signature yeah. or chopping off half yeah. your name. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, another thing I used to do when I used to frame pictures, uh, original pictures, I used to sign after the mount went on. Yeah. That's another thing I did. So it's, it's, there's different ways of doing it, but I thought mm, those some good very tips useful there. little tips there. Very useful tips. So thanks for that, Christine. The next one, we've actually got two questions here from Jessica. And the first one I'll read out. Hello, Stephen Collin. I'm currently listening to the podcast while I work and wanted to email about the drawing freehand tutorials. We mentioned this last mm, week about mm, drawing freehand. That's right. I would really love to see drawing tutorials. I love working with pastels, but I am always hesitant to use the line drawings, but I definitely do. They are great for practice, but when I show someone the work I created, the vase of flowers, for example, the very first question they ask is, did you draw that yourself? And of course, then I have to explain that I used a line drawing, but I painted the whole thing myself. Then almost always you can see that they don't seem quite as impressed. No. As you can imagine, this is very disheartening as since I had spent a ton of time painting the picture. I did buy your grid system. I actually learned this system in high school, but since I haven't really been, I haven't drawn in quite some time, so I have become quite a bit rusty and would like to get better. Thank you, Jessica. That's mm. uh, a very good question, isn't it? And it, it prompts me into telling everyone out there that we are really working on this now. Mm. Uh, it's our intention to teach people to draw. Going back to basics, yeah. to draw themselves. However, don't dismiss this because if you use our line drawings and it's perfectly okay, um, the drawing is a technical thing that people really do need to learn. The painting, however, can ruin a picture. As I've said before, you can do a fantastic drawing, ruin it with the painting. Yeah. Now, the way we do it now is people almost go back the other way. They, they learned how to paint and draw and colour and compose. Mm. And then they can learn to draw, which is what I'm going to be doing. But I think Jessica's really not quite there when it comes to the square drawing. I still use square drawing now because it guarantees the accuracy mm. of the detail in Precision, the drawing. Precision, yeah. Yeah. I really think you ought to stick to that. I would always stick to that. I think, is it slight like a progression like you use the line drawings you learn how to paint mm. and you get the understanding of tone all the color and all mm. this kind of thing and then you can 
use if you want to create your own line drawings you can use a square drawing that teach you sort of yes. the drawing side of things yes then once you've really got that you know you're really happy mm. with that and comfortable with that you could try freehand to see yes. if you can do it without i suppose it's like steps isn't it steps mm. through what you can mm. achieve and i suppose the square drawings it helps learning how to draw freehand there is so rather than try and jump in freehand and be disheartened which you would sometimes be like i can't almost certainly i can't really when you draw start freehand for toffee so mm. i wouldn't be able to do that but to teach me to do that mm. i would use the square drawing yes Absolutely right, but I think there is a danger of freehand drawing because one of the one of the problems you have is you can't check anything. You know, you you think you've drawn it right. It, you think oh, I've spent a day and a half drawing this out. It must be right, and then you colour it, and then you put it on the wall, or give it to somebody, and they put it on their wall, and then you go round to dinner or tea with them and look on it and think, oh, that eye's wrong. Oh no, that nose is wrong. You can't do anything about it. I remember one one time, I had a, one of my students, and she came in very distressed to a class one day. She said, Colin, I wonder if you could help me. I p- painted this picture over a year ago and gave it to someone, and they've got it on their wall. And I saw that the... I can't remember what it was. It was, it was a, I think it was a character, person. Yeah. Anyway, she said, it's wrong. What I'd like to do is get it back off that person and... Uh, could you deframe it for me so I can work on it? Oh, really? Now, how awkward Awful, yeah. is that? Oh. Anyway, I, I told her not to worry. I said, the person themselves hasn't pointed it out to you. No, she said. Then they are very happy with it. And if you bring that up and say, it's not quite right, I want to water it, that will completely ruin the picture as far as she's concerned. Or yeah. That, that your customer's concerned. So it's best to leave it. But it proves a point, doesn't it, that these are the things. Now, when you're doing square drawing, the chances of that happening are very, very slim mm. because you've taken the time of being proportionately correct. Yeah. Saying all that, yep. we're still going to do freehand oh, drawings. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to be freehand drawing because really we're only talking about um, animals or people. Now, when it comes to buildings uh, and, oh, you know, sailing boats and all the other things that go on in landscape work, that, that's not so important. Mm. And freehand drawing is important. But I think it is nice to learn to draw as well. Yeah. Um, because you kind of like... And it's always possible, you see, to, to, to draw it out freehand and check it with square drawing. Yeah, I, was, I actually thought of that earlier. Yeah, I thought you, you would do, do that. that and then put the square drawing you over put and the just, squares, check, yeah, yeah. just check the proportions of it. So it's always possible. But yes, we are going to draw. That's one of the things we are looking to do now, to, to draw. Because drawing is great fun. Mm. And there are mechanics to it, and uh, I should be showing them all that mechanic. Can you hear that uh, ambulance or fire engine outside? I can. I, can. I don't know if I the don't people... Know <laughs> they might not be able to pick it up uh, on the <laughs> screen, but it's going in my area. Yeah. Area, area. So, the, so that's great. Excellent. Well, thanks for that, Jessica. You've sent in another question, whether they were back-to-back or, or not, I'm not quite sure. But the, the second one we, we wanted to mention that you've sent here is... Hi, Colin. I, I know you were self-taught, but I was wondering what you think about getting an education slash degree in art. Do you think it would be more, more beneficial to get a degree or do you think it's not entirely needed? I would really start to like to start getting more serious about my art and eventually become an artist. However, as we all know, the cost of education these days is quite astronomical and I do have five children to put through college later. Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Thank mm. you, Jessica. So we've talked about art education before because you never 
went to art college, didn't did you? No. And initially, your school teacher said you were basically rubbish. That's right. And, <laughs> and and that put you off ever wanting to do it. That's right. So what's your what is your opinions on this? Because obviously, we can only say what we feel. Uh, that's absolutely yeah. We don't well, want to. We don't want to discourage anyone out there. One of the problems you've got when I was painting. You remember those who read my art story. I I was painting and drawing, and I for quite a, quite a while. You know, several years. In fact, I'd been doing it. Then I then I started getting serious about it. Then I approached the professional and said to him. Well, if you think I, I can make it, I ought to go to art school, and he needs to stop me from doing it. Yes, he did. Yeah, we've talked about that. Because at that stage, I'd already developed a natural bent for it. Yeah, I'd already got the idea. Your own experience. Yes. Yeah. And he didn't want that to be spoiled. Uh, however, if you're really, actually, a real beginner and starting out, I don't see anything wrong with that. I think if you wanted to, it is expensive. That is the problem. Mm. And one of the dangers, of course, is you get the wrong person or the wrong course and that can you know that can put you off mm. because they are not going to do what I do oh we do this lovely pussycat we do they'll get you to draw old boots and uh, things like that which they, you might not want to do yeah they dictate the subject matter do they they will and also you'll go into abstract art and uh, you know experimental art and you don't really people I don't know whether they've got that kind of patience it's alright when you're young to do it mm. Uh, but I'm not so sure that would work. So uh, Jessica almost answered her own question. She's got five children, you know. Um, do you really want to take that on? It's not really necessary because YouTube today has got so many brilliant artists teaching over the net for nothing. You yeah. have to pay for it. Um, as you know, I've got, just for personally, I've got a, somebody who I'm following very closely uh, to do with this a cartoon that I'm developing. Yeah. And I, I'm in awe of his work uh, because it's very different to what I'm doing. But I'm looking at and I'm studying and he's really, really giving me some fantastic ideas. Yeah. And I'm learning from the net. Yeah. You know, so if I'm doing it and I'm an artist on perhaps the other side of the fence... Why can't uh, you know someone really learn from the net? They don't really have to go to all that expense, really. No, stuff. no, and also you learn in going through your own experiences, don't mm. you? You learn a lot more by physically doing mm. it and going through your own journey. Mm. Like um, I can relate this to to the acting and to the to going to drama school because I got into a, a, a college. That's right, and I didn't go because I couldn't afford it because it was a lot of money, but. In, in the, and I thought, no, I'm gonna, if I'm going to do this, then I'm going to make it the hard way. And I spent like two years or whatever just, just, doing, just doing show after show after show, saying yes to everyone mm. and getting the parts and just getting the scripts and learning and learning and learning and learning, working with different directors. And that's the best way. So it's like an apprenticeship. Absolutely. Isn't it? Absolutely. But apprenticeship with yourself. Mm. So I, I really feel that probably in Jessica's case, I wouldn't go down that road. I'd, I'd stay, do what she's doing. The fact that she's asking all these questions means she's she's serious, yeah. And she'll find the answers mm. eventually. After all, a talent—if you've got the talent, it'll come out. If you haven't got the talent, then no amount of art school degrees and time will give you the talent. Talent is a funny thing, isn't it? You, you are born with that talent, yeah. If you've got a 
you've got a, um, a thing for acting and you're very good at it because you, you've got a passion for it. Most of us wouldn't be any good at that. Mm. A musician is very good. You get very, very good musicians. Uh, and I liked music when I was young uh, and I played tinkle the piano, but I'd never, ever be any good at it yeah. because I haven't got that talent. Yeah. So you do need the talent. With the talent and the practice, you'll get there. Without the talent, you'll still get there, but you probably won't reach the heights. Yeah. But like you know, uh, my policy is that we are doing this for leisure. We're doing this for fun. Yeah. We're doing it because we enjoy it. Yeah. I play the piano because I enjoy it. Yeah. I, I have to play it with earphones because I wouldn't subject my playing to anybody else. <laughs> but nonetheless, I love doing it. I love playing. So, you see... We, You've got to do it for the right reasons. Yeah, we, we're enjoying... We do enjoy indulging in the things we, and we if like. It, if it goes any further than that, then that's... It's that's a bonus right. because, like yeah. you, you said, you, did, you drew for years mm. purely because you enjoyed it. That's right. You know, but then... It's only when, you know, you showed it to someone and they said, no, this is bloody good. And you went, mm. like, oh, really? And then mm. you could take it further. It's exactly it, yeah, exactly right. how it should be. That is, that, that's ideal. That. So providing, mm. but you shouldn't have to force, no. would you agree that you shouldn't have to force it? So no. Jessica's saying, you know, should I do this, should I? You go with how you feel, but you, you should also, you know, always listen to your mm. own gut and your head and what, what they think. Absolutely. But also... If, if she just carries on enjoying and learning, because you will learn, I assume you will learn every picture you draw, you learn from. So mm. you just the more you draw, the more experience you get, the more you'll learn. That's right. Well, did Jessica also, uh, with a, in another question, mentioned should she try different mediums? Should she just stick to, you know, what she's doing with pastel pencils? Yeah. Um, and my answer to that is absolutely. If, if that's what you want to do, try everything. When I first started, I... Did everything. I tried everything. Yeah. And eventually came down to watercolour because it suited me best. Yeah. And then ultimately in pastel pencils. So it is, it's a journey that you've got to take yeah. at some time or other. And I would say, but the only problem with all that, that is it's going to cost you. Because you've got to buy the materials oh, yeah, to try yeah, acrylic yeah. and oil and yeah, all the other and styles. You know, if it doesn't work, that's a lot of expense. A bit of money, yeah. yeah. So in, in the same sense, we're trained saying try everything, but... Yeah, don't spend too much within your budget. Try everything within <laughs> your budget. Within, within, yeah, within <laughs> reason. Okay, well, thanks um, very much for that, Jessica. Those, those two great questions. The last one I've got here is from Wendy, and she says, "Hi, Colin and Steve. With my growing collection of pastel pencils, I was wondering whether you have any suggestions for what to store them in. I have a Derwent collection that came in a double-layered wooden box, and was wondering whether Faber Castell can simply supply a similar container, other than the tins that they uh, that come with the sets." If not, I'm considering transferring my Faber-Castell pencils into the Dermot box, but then I'm left still with how best to store the Dermot ones that I rarely use now. As I like to take my pencils with me on holiday, um, an easy-to-carry case that protects my pencils would be great. Any ideas? I have. Thanks, I've got some brilliant ideas for it. Great. First of all, absolutely do that. Take all the Dermot out and put your pastel pencil Faber ones in there. That's, that's what I would do. Right. You'll find that there'll be a lot of room for the odd Derwent pencil that Faber hasn't got or you like to use because she's looking at a big box of pencils and as far as I'm concerned I only ever use about 42 pencils that's the maximum I ever use of Faber yeah so therefore if she's got a uh, something box. that takes 60 you've got quite a lot of uh, Derwent pencils her favorites that will go alongside it they're very distinguishable you can see the difference mm. um, and the, the 
extra Derwin pencil she's got can be put into one of these fold-up cases. You can get pencil cases that fold up. Oh. I saw one in Hobbycraft yesterday. I was in Hobbycraft buying some bits and pieces. And they had a case there. It took about 40 pencils, I think. In, in wow. rolled up. They roll them up. That's really clever. It is. It's a good idea. Very compact. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you could even do that with your Faber pencils if you want. Mm. Um, but uh, boxes are nice to... Y- yeah, yeah. They are nice I suppose a double-layered wooden box would be lovely. And the reason I'm putting you off all of this is you ain't going to get a Faber box. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> because I've tried. They don't do one. They used to. I'm sure ago. they did, yeah. I, re- I remember seeing them. And you used to be able to get them, but they don't do it. I don't think they can be bothered, to be honest. I've tried it several times because people have asked me this before. Mm. And uh, I got in touch with our distributor. No, no, no. Sorry, can't do that. No. I don't. So we've had it's to shop that. So um, as you've got the Derwent box... Use it. Yeah. But for anyone else out there that hasn't got a Derwent box, uh, yes. Hobbycraft's got some good... Roll-ups and yeah, things like that. I'm, I'm sure, sure you can buy b- wooden boxes. In. You probably can. I haven't seen any spare wooden boxes, mm. but uh, I'm sure you can get hold of them. Okay. So that's what I would do. Have, a, have them in a roll-up. The spare ones, to keep them in a roll-up. Um, we had, when my I had my classes, they had, a lot of them had actually those roll-ups. They used to bring them in. Oh, really? Yeah, and others had them in boxes and tins. And well, if anyone's got any suggestions of how they store their pencils out yes. there, um, send them over or put them on the Facebook page because, mm. you know, the Facebook page is there for people to share tips and things like that. So, What I do, do you want to know what I do? I would, I'm sure they'd love to know what you do. I've got about five jam jars. Five over jam there. jars? We can, we're looking can at them at the them. moment, folks, with all the pencils in. I can see, yeah. <laughs> well, one's a coffee jar. Oh, is it? Coffee yeah. Jar. Oh, right. The rest are jam jars. <laughs> so I just use those. <laughs> <laughs> Not easy to take when you're going on holiday, though. No, no, no. You wouldn't be able to do that. No. <laughs> but I have also got a box, which I, if, if when I'm going, I don't, I don't take them on holiday with me. That would be a busman's holiday for me, wouldn't it? It would be. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Well, thanks for that, Wendy. Well, that's all the questions we had for this week. Um, there's just a few things to mention, really, uh, what we, what's going on. Um, you've got a few projects you're working on, aren't you, I am, Dad? Yes. You've got the um, the landscape that yes. we talked about. We talked about the, the Christmas. Scene. We, we yeah. talked about the snow scene, didn't we, yeah. last week? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's coming along. I showed Steve earlier, and uh, we haven't got very far, just the sky. It looks gr- The sky looks amazing, though. The colours that are in that, uh, it's just, it looks, looks a little bit magical. I, that's, I'm true to my word, aren't I? When I said last week I was going to use the blues and the ochres and the greens and yeah. uh, combine with the snow. It's very atmospheric. And it's, it's, a lovely, it, it's going to be a lovely picture. I would have loved to get on with it, but I've got so many other things I'm trying to do at the moment. I, I'm having to, and also, we are, fortunately, I suppose, for most people, that we've still got the sunshine. And uh, today it's absolutely baking in here. It's warm, isn't it? It is very hot. So yeah. I have to close the window when I'm working because it, of the noise. Yeah. Uh, so that puts me off a little bit, unfortunately. <laughs> so when it starts See, raining... Little, when we get <laughs> yeah, a little summer <laughs> break. Yeah, I can get back onto it again. Yeah. Well, the other thing to mention is we've mentioned the freehand tutorials. We've got mm. hopefully a subject that we're going to... You know what? Not where you are. I I, I, yes, yes. I'm going to start that. Cracking on with. So and that will be going in a few weeks' time. Hopefully all being well. Yeah. So, so freehand tutorials are coming very soon uh, yes. to, to people. Um, the kitten obviously is still going on the member site, as is the the Quinton Mix Media. So they've got a few weeks left, and then um, they'll be finished. So then we've got these new projects. We're also working and very excited about a new 
completely new project that we're both working on. And we were mm. coming up with this idea before we went live on the show. And uh, we can't mention, unfortunately, anything yet because the idea is solely in our heads. And we've written down a name um, of what this new project is going to be. And it's something, if you like the fantasy kind of stuff that um, that Dad's been doing, and, and we know people do have liked that because we've had great feedback from people to say that they'd like to give it a go. So we're working on something that's going to be pretty special and for people that like fantasy, cartoony, kind of that kind of style of artwork, they're going to be able to completely indulge themselves in it. And they? I think I'm not giving too much away, I don't think. Stop me if I am, Stephen. You can edit it out anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, we're also looking at children too, aren't we? Yes. Including children in this. Yes. Oh, uh, it's, they're going it's to enjoy it as much as the grown-ups are. Absolutely, yeah. For everyone, yeah, for... A, for yeah kids adults mm. all ages mm. it's gonna it's gonna be pretty special so keep your eyes peeled yes hopefully yes. soon we'll, well as soon as we get as soon as we get something constructed we'll start talking about it a little bit more yeah it's still uh, ideas formulating but you can get all get excited for that now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so all that, all that is left to say is if you've got a question for the show you can send it to um, straight to dad and dad's email address is colin at bradleygallery.co.uk and if you put in the subject line podcast then we will know that your question is for the show and we will mention it and discuss it you can also visit dad's website for all these tutorials and things like that that we're talking about coming up and uh, that is colinbradleyart.co.uk and you can visit the Facebook page and share your artwork. A lot of a lot of artwork's gone on this week from from various people mm, on our Facebook mm, page. Smashing stuff. Some great great pieces. So you can check out the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Colin1940. And for all those that aren't members, there's a ton of videos, two hundred odd videos on YouTube to watch. Just like we were saying earlier about learning online. You've got tons of se- like series of videos as well, like a cat's a portrait tutorial, Romney Church tutorial. You've got full series on there on YouTube, and um, they're all free. So that's youtube.com slash Colin1940. I think that's everything. Ah. Just for anyone else out there that, that doesn't subscribe and, and like our pages and isn't following your work. So that's about it. Have you got anything else to add? I don't think so, Steve, no. I'd just like to say, if anyone has got a a minute it would be great if they could write a review on itunes we've been getting a few reviews coming in rate us out of five stars so if you like the show it'll bump us up the ranks and and spread the word to more more people Mm -hmm. so excellent well that's about it then for this week i I don't i won't be back i don't i won't be back next week you won't no 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 it's going to have to be a a skype is it it's gonna have to be another skype one another skype i've enjoyed the microphone and seeing you in person it's nice to be back (laughs) (laughs) every now and again yeah okay well thanks everyone for listening i'm stephen bradley i'm colin bradley enjoy Enjoy your week week. you know i'm so hot i think i need to go get an ice cream now what a good idea normally i say just have a cup of tea but that won't work i think it's too warm for that i think it is i think i deserve a 99 i'll join you (laughs) 